What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yes, 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 yes. This is America's podcaster, Kirk Caceres. Welcome back to What's Your Name Again, the podcast. This is part two with Cynthia Marie. If you're back here today, tonight, this evening, this morning, whatever time it is, obviously, we're hoping you listen to part one when she talked about the subculture of LARPing, LARP, live action role play, which has not gone mainstream yet, but it will very soon. So if you heard that episode, you're ahead of the curve. But what we're about to break into now is the real deep stuff, the real personal mental stuff that most of us deal with most of us have dealt with and if you haven't at one point in your life you will that's just the way life is it's tough things happen but we're going to give you the ways and cynthia is going to give you the ways tools and tricks to help you through it when things like this happen and i'm saying this because we're about to get into it right now this is kirk Caceres, america's podcaster on what's your name again the podcast with my co-hosts intern juan and Jason Charles Miller, we appreciate you joining us once again. Enjoy the ride, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Good night. Those of us who do act and, and do role play and do use our imagination, is there a reason why we've gone there in our lives to kind of maybe disappear or not face something in our world or kind of, you know, you've seen many movies with children who you'll see, I forget the movie, but there was this movie where this kid, he was seeing so much trauma at home in his real life. So he went and disappeared. Mm -hmm. And most of the movie takes place in his imagination, which was just beautiful and magical. But every time he came back, it was just, Mm -hmm. it was awful, the real world. Mm -hmm. And so is that, you know, I've always thought about that myself sometimes is why did I become an actor? Was it to escape from the insecurities I had out in the real world, which I'm not scared to say. Mm-hmm. I've had, I do and have had many throughout my life because of my childhood. And that's why we're going to get on to, to this topic about something that I think most of us in this room can kind of relate to. And that's like certain types of anxiety when it comes to s- social anxieties or going out there in public or facing other people and or going into a room full of people you don't know and situations that we're not, you know, familiar with. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's ironic that anyone who has that at the flip side can be these characters with hundreds of people mm-hmm. and just like totally be this princess boss woman like and you're fully like you're going like usually the normal human being can't go and like 
go in character and like let themselves loose because most people are insecure. Like if I went up to most of my friends and I said, be a big boss bitch princess right now. Go do it. Go. They'd be like, hell no. What? No, I'm not doing that. What are you talking about? No, most people are insecure about it. But the ironic thing is, is you're you're able to just take any character and go full on 100,000 speed percent and do it. And that's. What I, why I'm talking about this is because you have things that you deal with in your personal yes. life. Yes. And can you tell us about that? Can you share sure, that? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, um, panic attack, and um, depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so having to deal with that and then also be on camera and, and like go, go, go and play these characters, it's um, often a very interesting challenge um, that I've been able to mostly overcome. Um, so it, it's about kind of separating your yourself your like your life and going in and playing these these sort of characters um that i that i find therapeutic but sometimes i i can't shut it off and sometimes it's just like okay well peace i'm not i can't do the show right now because i've got to deal with what's going on in my head so some it it, it is an obstacle and it's a very real thing and it's um it can be very very terrifying at times and very paralyzing Mm -hmm. i'm sure and what the crazy thing is is when you actually and thank you for sharing and being safe. When Eventually, when you told me, I was floored, I told you, because when we first met, we did tons of games together, and you came across as the opposite. <laughs> I was like, she's so confident. She's playing this, like, sorceress character and all sensual and, like, blowing fire at people. and play. I was like, I would have never thought that you battled those things personally, <laughs> and that's why it's, it could just come on at any moment, but you found ways through yeah. gaming. Yep to kind of heal yourself now for those of you who aren't as familiar with it so like i guess social anxiety disorders or whatever they usually they supposedly scientifically they come on like around your your early teens like 13 14 it can be linked to a history of abuse bullying teasing uh shy kids are more likely to become socially anxious adults or are children with overbearing or controlling parents that's one thing a lot of it comes from past experience and environments um, excessive social isolation, uh, childhood with parents or guardians that are overprotective, controlling, traumatic bullying, even down to like intense like sexual abuse, things like that. Now, I can say I'll, I, I have no problem. This, I mean, I'm here. I share. I, I spill my guts on the table every episode. So everyone knows all my I don't have any skeletons in the closet anymore. But I, I was a perfect example. And I, I still sometimes have to battle my certain anxieties, social anxieties, because my childhood up until I was about 13, 14, I I hit all those bullet points. Mm -hmm. Like um, my parents weren't overbearing, but they were perfectionists. They were both teachers. And so everything was like, like drill sergeant. they were Latino. Yeah. yeah, Well, (laughs) (laughs) so, so yeah. So, and so, you know what I'm talking about as far as that's concerned. But so, you know, and I was, I, I was bullied a lot as a kid. I experienced tons of racism. Like, I, I had all these bullet points. And when I was hitting about 13, 14, I, was, I couldn't talk to girls. I had trouble really fitting in with, with groups of people and playing. I was very introverted. I, I was always anxious and scared and, mm-hmm. and, and 
and I didn't know how to communicate with others. I was, oh, and it, and it's like it's a whirlwind. It's like humans and kids feed off that because the more I became more socially introverted and, and more weak, I got picked on more mm-hmm. and got bullied more. Yeah. It's, like an, it's like animals. They smell the they fear of the weakness, yeah. and, it, and it did more and more and more, and I, was, I, be, I became a perfect candidate for extreme social anxiety. And so, but luckily, like I was telling Charles earlier, I found my way. And the reason why we're talking about this topic for people listening is because there's so many people out there that battle it and there's ways around it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about your ways, but my way was luckily I ended up becoming an athlete and I ended up being really good at it. And because I became so good at sports, I became, it flipped, I became popular all of a sudden. And it was like overnight, literally, I went from the, no name kid being beat up to the kid who was like class king and president and the head of everything. But that was that came that was just by chance. If I wouldn't have went into sports, I probably would have ended up with some serious adult traumas, which I still do. Things come out. If I walk into a big party, I don't know anybody. I get nervous. Mm-hmm. Like I start to sweat and I'll stand in the corner and this and that. Or like I still have a lot of moments. But now being aware of it now because you're aware. Yeah. You work on it. When it starts to happen, you can try it in your mind. Right. Okay. We each have our little tools that we have to use to get us through it. Yep. And and that's why I wanted to tell the audience, people listening, I want everybody out there to know if you have this, there's there's ways through it. There's so like don't get stuck in it because we've all been there and we empathize with you and we want to try to help. So, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you? getting into this world of characters and playing all these roles and i mean larping and this and that was kind of one of your ways to heal and escape and get you through um yeah i think it's definitely one of one of the ways that i figured out how to separate what was going on in my head and just kind of focus on on something else so that that's one of the um one of the things that my therapist actually talked about was being able to to separate um tasks so i get very overwhelmed with what's going on in my life to the point that i get very um my panic attacks can become very very physical for me Mm. so she's actually trying to teach me to to separate and what she likes to call change the channel um so basically like a remote change the channel start thinking about something else so role playing for me has become that sort of thing where i can kind of shut down i have to learn to to shut it down faster so that I don't get overwhelmed by it. Um, but when I do get overwhelmed, I, I do have other tools that I utilize. Like, I don't know if you guys saw me in here earlier, but I walked in with nausea bracelets on. Um, no, you're so no, discreet. Oh. Yeah, so See how discreet you are? With nausea bracelets. You're like a magician. I would have never known. Yeah, you so, walked in here with a big smile. You were making me nervous. Make, <laughs> making me, you were making me nervous. <laughs> I was like... Um, so let me, I'll talk about what my panic attacks look like first because they're different for everybody, to be honest with you um everybody experiences it differently which is why it's such an invisible um disorder or uh, such an invisible thing because you can look completely normal and be completely like floored or, or freaked out so mine are mine are super physical mine is tied to my stomach um mine um at an extreme clay case will force me to i'm gonna be really explicit here it's gonna force me to vomit um so my throat will close up my heart starts racing i start sweating like a crazy wow. person um to the point where like I could start crying or I'm, I'm just bent over, like, dry heaving and stuff like that. So if you've ever been on a roller coaster that you're super, 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 super nervous to go on, that's how I feel during a panic attack. You mean, like, on the click, 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 click. Oh, that click, part. Click, yeah. click, click, yeah. click. Like, yeah. how your heart's racing. Yeah, that like, last oh, click when God. it goes click, 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 click. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> oh, that moment actually. That last After one. The last that click that and last the, click and the sort of the slow like yeah. The silence before the yeah yeah that. So you know you know uh, how your heart feels. Yes. That's how I feel with my panic attacks. Ugh. And if you can imagine living that for Gosh, every time you feel like that, that's for about wow. an hour or two. Sometimes those are my Ugh. my worst attacks. Yeah. Um. So I give them a, a number between one and ten. Right. Ten being that moment that you guys just said, and a one being like, oh, I feel it, but like, all right, like I'm passing it. it keeps keeps it good um i think like a few years ago actually when we all first met um there was an episode where i was came home from work had a panic attack i like locked myself in my uh walk-in closet and could not leave my closet like i've never experienced that before which is terrifying yeah. i ended up having to call um satine and say i can't make it in the moment i like she was like everything's okay it's okay like we love you still like you're gonna be fine was the moment that everything just like let go and i was and i was a normal person again mm-hmm. um so first thing that i could always tell people is that there's always people there to support you like that's the number one rule you gotta remember about having your panic attacks is there's someone who's always going to be there to hold your hand and make sure that you're okay um second thing is definitely identifying um what triggers you and get a therapist um the reason why i say those two together is because um there are different specialists obviously different therapists that can help you right so if you're um if your panic attack is brought on by trauma, you'd want to go see a trauma specialist, right? Um, I have a, um, a general practitioner as my kind of my therapist. She specializes in depression, so it's a lot easier for me to um, talk to her. I do talk therapy. There are other types of therapy that you can go through, but talk therapy has really um, been helping me um, kind of calm down. But so like I said, mine is tied to nausea and, and, um, and my stomach, so that's why I wear my, my nausea bracelets. What? excuse me what is talk therapy the difference between talk therapy and having just a regular therapist uh so no it's it's the same thing um in my opinion i could be i could be wrong um but talk therapy literally is just is just talking through your problems whereas there are other therapists that may put you under um like hypnosis or other types of of um situations i am not versed in that whatsoever my therapist and i literally just talk she just gets me to talk about everything which is very interesting because it's not somebody who's giving their opinion back to you, which is always something that I like suffered, right? Like I have, I have Latin parents. I'm Puerto Rican. I have Latin yeah. parents. Every time I'm like, mom, I'm like suffering from this. Ay, Dios mío, why are you suffering from that? For? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So no, it's, there's <laughs> no like, oh, poor thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what can I, it's like, be tough. Yeah. yeah. You know, boom. Get over it. So you change channels. I change channels. Boom. Got and it. then, so have, have you, have you ever experienced anything into one in your, in your life? As far as where you can consider you feel like you've had some type of anxiety. It happens a lot because I definitely have that anxiety when mm-hmm. there's a lot of people. And um, even even when I was coaching basketball, I would still have that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Even with the kids I was coaching still around me and everybody out there, just it was a lot. Yeah. And Jason. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, what happens with me is I'll go inside my head. Yeah. And I will think about so like something minor might happen or something that could easily be fixable and then my brain will go oh but if you can't get that fixed then this is going to happen and oh then my that's going to happen and then that's going to happen and then that, and then I just go down this crazy uh ride yeah. and uh but for me like I had a really bad one this um really I would really consider it my first one yeah. in this little quarantine period because there's so much more feelings of helplessness, uh, helplessness that we have mm-hmm. right now because of um, how things are shut down and you know uh, so many aspects of like all of our careers yeah. are shut down right now, um, and uh, so it physically manifested itself 
and I, uh, everything was fine. Like nothing. I was sitting at home, but my brain just kept going down the stairs. And, uh, then I thought I was having a heart attack and I've never had one, but I thought I was having a heart attack yeah. because my heart was going so fast. I started Googling symptoms of a heart attack. I'm like, and it made it worse. Here are I've 11 symptoms. I've been I'm there. Like, Wait, I've got nine of these 11. I'm yes. having a heart attack. I've been there. I actually yeah. rushed myself to the ER numerous times because I did the same thing. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and then I looked it up. I'm having a heart attack. So I took myself to the ER and they're like, you're just having anxiety. So one of the amazing tools that I have learned is this Apple Watch is amazing. Because when I feel that too and I'm like, oh my God, my heart's racing. I'll look at my, my watch and it'll tell me my heart rate. And my heart rate's normal. Oh, like, that's true. Oh, you I'm look fine. at the numbers. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Oh, because I, I have like a blood pressure monitor, and I would use that, and my, my heart rate would be fast. Hmm. It would, but my heart rate actually would be fast, so that's well, why I would worry. It'd be like a yeah, hundred. No, I was feeling it in my chest, you know. Yeah, and so, and then your mind gets worse. Yeah. Then right. you look up WebMD, and then it gets even oh, worse, and it's over. Just never WebMD. So the reason I asked everybody in here was so that everyone listening, watching, knows that. Pretty much everybody has some form or has experienced something in their life. Yep. If you say you haven't, then that's just ego. Just it's okay because I want everybody to know out there you're not alone and there's ways through it. Yep. It's like that's just normal. Life is hard and, and it's getting harder and harder every year, which is the way we have social media and all the pressures we have and mm -hmm. the cost of living's worse and the, the way of life is faster and we have to make more money to accomplish what we did 10 yeah. years ago and the idea of perfectionism is so much higher with instagram and uh twitter exactly. like having sure. to have this persona on all the time so so life is tough for everybody and none of us are mean like you just said you had your first one in 2020 mm -hmm. during covid like that makes me think look it could happen to anybody anytime so you've just luckily actually been dealing with it longer and more often so you've you, and you were one of the first people I reached out to, yeah. if not the first, you were, because you were, I knew yeah. what you had gone through before. Yeah, and it's just it's one of those. So that what Jason did was probably one of the healthiest and best things that you could do during a uh, panic attack, or at least afterwards, is being able to actually talk to someone about it. Because right. most oftentimes people will have this and be like, "I'm alone in the world. Like no one understands what I'm going through," and just shut it down, and then it becomes perpetually worse. Right. So the first thing is to reach out to your significant other or somebody who understands. Well, I was lucky because she was there, right? And she was like. I think you're having mm -hmm. an anxiety attack. And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what's happening. Who, who said that? Uh, my partner. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, my okay. My girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, but right before that, like, my vision was darkening. Yeah. Like, it went from, like, thinking I was having a heart attack to, like, literally the lights are going out. Like, yeah. You know, and it all just manifested from my brain. Yeah, and the thing is, and I, I really felt bad because you and I had an incident where mm -hmm. I, I, I came across insensitive. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. <laughs> She's like, yep. Yep. I know so, exactly. And it was actually your show. I know. Oh, she told you told you told him. He's like my big brother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, here's some things just to lead us back in. Having to perform. What are the signs and symptoms of social anxiety? Like a lot of things. Everyone's got different things, but you know, like when ha whenever you have to perform in front of or be around others. Which, again, is ironic as performers, you know, because you were a dancer. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you what type of dance did you do growing Pretty up? Pretty much everything. Yeah, so. and you still had to perform, which is crazy. Because someone who's a performer but has these things, but it's almost like it's it it's, works together. Because through your art, it's indirectly you're healing yourself or you're disconnecting from... Yeah. 
Because if you didn't have ways to put your energy, it might overtake you. Mm-hmm. Like, but by performing, so here's some things like blushing, sweating, trembling, uh, rigid body posture, uh, finding it scary and difficult to be with others, being self-conscious in front of other people, people afraid that people are going to judge you. Staying, some people have an intense where they stay away from places where there are other people. Oh, that's what we were talking about. So the night of his show, we had, you, we had communicated that you were going to be there. And I was looking forward. We were going to hang out. And I came up to next to you, and we talked for like 30 seconds. All of a sudden, you just disappeared and didn't say anything. I was like, what, what happened? And then I texted you later the next day. I was like, what, what happened to you? And I don't remember, but I said something that was I – didn't, I didn't know that mm-hmm. you dealt with this. And then when you explained it, I was like, oh, I'm super sorry. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize. But I was that night, I was totally shocked. I didn't get it because I was joking with you. I think you and, were also totally hammered. And, uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm joking. No, not, not that night. Not oh, that that's night. a different night. Okay. No, not that, not that. Were <laughs> you there it? that night? <laughs> it was that night. You were. Uh, no, because I've, I've been to his show a few times in the last year. <laughs> this was the second show. Oh. Um, but I think because we had talked about meeting there, and then mm-hmm. you took off, and I thought, to me, I was thinking, well, that was kind of rude. She just took off and didn't even say goodbye or, or I'm going to go or whatever. I had a bunch of panic attacks before, like showing up during and, yeah. and leaving. So, like, me saying bye to people. Like, the, honestly, I think the only person I said bye to that night was Jason. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Okay, so so that's a perfect example that night was of, of, uh, of, an, of an incident of, of uh, what, what would you call it? Like a... It's a panic attack. A panic attack. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't know because I didn't know you had it. And that's, and it's, you, you didn't come across, you weren't like sitting there like sweating or hyperventilating. You didn't show it. You just had to remove yourself from the situation, yep. which you did. Did you actually leave or did you just go upstairs and go somewhere else? Um, which instance? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the several. night of his show. No, no. I mean, during that night, um, oh. what, I went to the bathroom at one point. I went upstairs at one point, like just trying to like relax and kind of be there. And then I, it got too much and ended up. Yeah. And I, and I never saw you again after that. And that's why I was like, well, that was odd, you know, like that. And I and again, I didn't know. But it's 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 great to communicate because now if that ever happened again, I was I'd be like, now I'd be worried about I got to go help her and and get through that. So so the th- so the thing is, is that. What can you what what are some great ways real quick for people out there that are listening that can maybe kind of general tools? I mean, we each have tools that work for ourselves. Mm-hmm. They're personal. But what are some general tools like because I had one guy come on for a different show that was talking about like this breathing exercise or something. But that just seemed too calculated, too scientific. Yeah. Like what are some like real like easier, more fun so ways to. Well, I'm not going to say that they're fun, um, but I think one of the big ones is having a um, a circle of safety around you, like calling in somebody that mm-hmm. you feel safe with or going with people that know what's going on with you so that if you do disappear, it's one of those, hey, I'm having a panic t- attack. Um, sure. I'm, I'm okay. Just got to get through it. Yeah. Um, for me, my temperature raises um, when I get panicked. So one of my big things is um, getting cold water on um, on a like paper towel because that's usually the easiest thing to find in the bathroom mm-hmm. um, and put that in the back of my neck or drinking cold water um is also very okay, helpful so basically yeah, okay, shocking okay. your system to okay. get to break the mentality of going on because once you start spiraling like it's it's a vicious cycle to get back out of yeah um yeah. so i think just being able to to talk if you can't talk like sometimes mine will get bad enough or my throat will close up um i'll text people or i'll start playing like um word games mm-hmm. to start getting my brain out of the the spiraling that's happening yeah um, because you're you, again it's changing channels yep. is a perfect example mm-hmm is 
because it's such a in the end your mind is playing these tricks on you Absolutely. if you play a trick back on it and you get distracted it's crazy it almost like because i've been there where i'm like getting i'm starting to spiral and then i totally get distracted with something else purposely and it literally goes away like that like it's almost like you're you start focusing on something else you know but there are times where i've had you know a lot of times I lay down i have to breathe and just relax and, and just getting my mind. Yeah. and But you can't always do that. Sometimes yeah. you're going to be out places. You can't just go lay on your bed right. if you're out at a function. Right. So you've got to find other ways to be so able to handle it. it's about supplementing before you get to that situation, right? Like yeah. if you know that you're going to be in a, in a situation that could potentially trigger a panic attack, do everything that you can up front so yeah. that you can make sure that you're okay. Like I wore my nostril braces because I knew that I would get nervous doing this show. Yeah. So trying to counteract that. I have um, – I, I live a holistic life. Uh, style so i use a lot of oils yeah um so i i use like stress away i use um dye dries like all these different oils to kind of just like help me kind of calm down whether or not you want to know that the science works on it or whatever that uh, that's on you i like them like, yeah. <laughs> they're great um and yeah. that's just to help you relax so i think it's about doing the work before it starts to happen and know what to do when it starts to happen because once you get beyond that threshold and there's like no more controlling it, like you just got to ride the wave. And that's, that's the part. And that science happens. or not, regardless what science says, it's whatever works for you. Exactly. You know, and it, it could be the most minute thing in a doctor, whatever they prescribe or not. Yeah. If it works for you, who cares? Exactly. It's you found your own thing exactly. and your own way through it. But the thing that I have to stress the most is yeah. go see a therapist. Like if you're yeah. having multiple panic attacks and you, you think that you have generalized anxiety disorder, go see a therapist like i can't like i this is what worked for me and this is what my therapist is helping me go yeah. through but like i'm i am not a therapist i am i am not a medical professional like go see a therapist and go like make sure that things work for you and you've really figured out for you personally that yes. therapy helps yes you go once a week or every other um, week or? well so when i first started it was once a week uh-huh. um, now that i've got it mostly under control i'm about yeah. once a month right now my d- therapist and i are having a hard time even connecting now because she has her baby and stuff like that oh, so, I see. um but i do text her like all the kind of the things that are going on and if it gets like too insane like when my friend passed away a couple weeks ago um i i immediately scheduled with yeah. her and kind of checked in to make sure that i was okay now do you find yourself like if you're like playing your role playing you're playing mm-hmm. games like we talked about earlier the story about sirens where you were heading into the game mm-hmm. you had a panic attack mm-hmm. but once you're in character and you're just in it Gone. Has it ever? It's never coming. Not really. Like you're like has it? Uh, again, that's crazy because you're literally so immersed that that it's like that's shut out. Yeah. So it's it shows you why a lot of times people maybe do drugs or maybe do mm. crazy things to try mm. to not connect. Yeah. That's why people try to disconnect from life, is because it's so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's having anxiety attacks or they just can't face certain things or depression. Depression's huge. People have there's high suicide rates, especially right now during the COVID thing. There's all these different things, and people have their different ways of escape. But a healthy way of escape is playing games, being surrounded by by friends. Mm -hmm. Because like I always tell people, this community, the LARP, I'm sure is the same, but the D and D communities, at least everyone I know is awesome, man. Everyone is so supportive, and there's no bad energy. Everyone's always got your back. Everyone's always going to be there for you. And like Jason came here for you and sitting next to you because you wouldn't have been able to do this, just the two of us. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so JCM had to come and, and but that's great, yeah. you know, and that's, that's why friends and community are here for each other. So, of safety. Um, now I have a few final questions so we can um, get you, really get to know who you are. What are three things 
That I'd find in your grocery cart. In my grocery... Oh, Jesus. Um, cheese. Holistic cheese? No, Gotija. <laughs> Is there such thing as a holistic <laughs> cheese? No. I but mean, she was saying she's to, holistic. So. If, you, if you go to Whole Foods and you become a cheese snob like me, then maybe. Okay. But Gotija right. cheese. Uh-huh. Um... Is it Cotija or Cotija? I don't know. It's a J. It's silent, Miss La- Latina. I'm Puerto Rican. I didn't learn Spanish <laughs> from my pa- parents. I learned we didn't even Latina. talk about this in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cranberry juice and rosé wine. Yes. I have rosé out there. Have some on the way out. Yes. Um, what are your top three favorite bands of all time? Any type of music. Oh, no. I'm going to embarrass myself now. <laughs> Crap. That's why we really get to know you here. Okay, y'all gonna hate me for this. Justin Bieber. Ew, no. But Taylor not, Swift. Not not much beyond that. In sync. Okay. Yeah. I mean of that, course. that that, that was I kind of had a feeling. Um, I was listening to Corn the other day. Yeah, Corn. Okay. Nice. Right, yeah. Uh, I toured with the singer before. We need to talk about that later. Okay, we will. Yeah. Sure. And um, I can't believe I forgot them. Spice Girls. Yes. In <laughs> sync. Corn and Spice Girls. What an eclectic mix. Yes. That's nice. Um, what is your... <laughs> I changed this one just for you. Uh, what is your top go-to number one fantasy character that you always... Like, that's your go-to in any type of game. Like, your type of style of character that you'd play. I always play the social seductive character. Social seductive? Yes. What does that mean? Like you're seducing crowds of people? Yes. So in in most games, you usually have the archetype of the mental, the social, or the physical character. So I usually toggle between the social and physical character, never really the the mental. So I always end up playing that um, seductive social or seductive um, physical character. So if you see my character in Sirens, it's uh, this hot lava genasi mm. who like uh, fights with swords. In Vampire, I play the social toyador, the the artist mm. um, who seduces uh, her victims and brings them forward. So it's a kind of archetype like this yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it just has like a really great like low like fuck. What's your favorite way to say it? I just said it. <laughs> Fuck. Um, what's one song that would be your life's anthem? Anthem, your your journey through life. One song that you could think of that would be your life anthem. Janet Jackson's Control. Oh, this is awesome. You're answering them real quick. Usually, people are like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're asking me this." Oh my gosh, I can't think. Oh, I don't know. Oh, why are you asking me this? That was great. So that song, particularly, uh, so when I graduated college <clears throat> years ago. Uh, we actually got to pick whatever song we wanted to walk across the stage with, and mm-hmm. you know, like thirty second clip. And I found Vitamin Vitamin String Quartet's version of um, Control. So that's always just kind of been like my my song. Nice Control, yeah. I like that. That has it's ironic though that even the, the song is a control because mm-hmm. sometimes she's got a lot. you've got a lot of control over. I try that. I try yeah, real yeah. hard. It it try no it tries but it doesn't succeed. Yeah. My jam. I actually uh, cosplayed as her for. Yeah, I've for seen those pictures. Years. Yeah. Um, Catwoman. I've done too. I just she's okay. She's all right. Wonder yeah. Woman's like my girl. You're not feeling Catwoman as much. No, she she has her place, but Wonder Woman is yeah. is life. Yeah. One statement that would describe your 2020. It's a roller coaster. It's a roller. Oh, are you at the? Right now, I'm actually at the bottom. 
Oh, so now you're just about to go up the ticks. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I, I hope it's going up. Oh, my god. I really do hope it's going up. Um, I, I got a promotion at work. My friend died. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on like, yeah, Sorry, but it's a friend. Yeah, way. it's just been, like, all of this, like, I'm I'm just done, y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, it was there. They all knew this friend. I, yeah. I didn't know him. but um, And then finally, if you can go back in time for two minutes and face your third or fourth grade self. What would you tell her? Don't give up dancing. There you go. That's Cynthia Marie, <laughs> our favorite Latina. We got intern Juan. We have Jason Charles Miller. I'm America's podcaster, Kirk Caceres, and what's your name to get in the podcast? I want to thank you, Cynthia, for coming. Um, we, we got across what we wanted. I wanted to expose the people to Great. something that most people have never heard of. Yeah. And let's hope we can make it mainstream. I it should love be. it. You know, it should be. And I think it will be. It will. I mean, so, why why wouldn't people want to go outside and swing swords at each other and play yeah. in character? Why wouldn't you? I, like, I, I think know. something's wrong with you if you don't want to do that. Right. But like, just remember, you got to be socially distanced right now and be safe. So, yeah. Like, so, kind of, spears. Right. Spears. Yeah. I fight with spears. <laughs> yeah. Let's just throw <laughs> knives at each other instead. <laughs> you know, padded, that's hard. it's harder knives. than what you Phone think. Yes. It's harder than you think. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's tough. Um, and then, and then talking about the real personal stuff, I hope, I hope that we can help even one person through that, which we will, I hope so. because it's something that no one should be afraid of. I know it's very scary when you're going through it, but there's ways through. Thank you very much. Again, Kirk Caceres, Jason Charles Miller, intern Juan and Cynthia Marie. Good night. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.